Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 347. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Hey, bud. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. You got your, your boom set up. Things are looking I, good. I, I am official now. I have a boom, uh, boom set up, I should say. I've had it for a while. The new desk and everything, I'm feeling good. Yeah, it sounds good. You sound a lot better, so excited. That's great. Well... I'm uh, really tired of you complaining about my voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is good to hear you. Uh, I don't, don't think that means I'm going to stop complaining. I'm sure everyone else will appreciate it too. Yes, but don't think this means I'm going to stop complaining about your Canadianness. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm always happy to complain about your Americanness. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you have more to complain about than I do recently. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, so I, I, sorry about last week, everyone. We were both just overwhelmed. I'd just gotten back from a ski trip, which was phenomenal in Sun Peaks Resort in, in British Columbia here, which was phenomenal. And, and, uh, you and had I, was, I was just getting my voice back from losing my voice earlier in the week. So it worked out kind of good for, we, we didn't miss two shows. Both of our issues were at the same time. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. 
<sighs> well, I'm just glad I'm not there right now. It's, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's like minus 19. Um, it sounds cold no matter what it is in Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> cold. Uh, so skiing would have been very uncomfortable. And for kids, no, no not worth it. But anywho, yeah. we have lots to talk about. There's we, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's always good when we're, we're catching up on things. There's plenty to talk about. So the first one, um, title is Google Search Console to Consolidate Search Performance Reports to Canonical URL. Wow, there's a media. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a bit more difficult for uh, some of our newer users. So um, let's first say what a canonical URL is. Uh, we covered a lot, but want to make sure. Before, before we go there though, because it's actually, there's two different pieces of this. There's properties and then there's actual individual URLs, right? Mm. So, so let's talk about the properties first, because personally I think that's the most exciting because we've been kind of talking about this for a long time tied to analytics and now they're doing it to, in Search Console, which to me means that, hey, maybe they can do it to Analytics too. So basically, if you have multiple properties for a single website, let's say you have four different things set up in Google Search Console. You have um, the HTTPS and the HTTP version of your site and the www and the non-www version of your site. It's really all the same site, but the, the, you, you, you end up picking a URL that's your, their main URL or your canonical URL. Let's say you want the secure version of the non-WW. That's the main one you want to use. You have all your redirects pointing to that. Everything is done um, pointing to HTTPS slash domain.com, right? All those other things now are going to be consolidated into that one canonical URL at the property level. And that's amazing to me. That makes things so, so, so nice. It drives me crazy that it took this long, quite frankly. Yeah. But it's only happening in Search Console at the moment. So yeah. they need to do the same thing at the uh, analytics side of the house as well. Yeah. I guess that gets more difficult. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure doing just this was difficult. Well, yeah, because they didn't, I don't know why they didn't think of it from the beginning, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is, is fantastic. We have been dreaming of this literally for a long time and we've mentioned it many times over the years. Yeah. So it if is, I, well, and I actually read this article, I think it kicks in in March. <laughs> yes. Which is pretty good. Not bad. They must've uh, been waiting a long time to, to mention this because they don't tend to, to, they tend to give a lot of leeway before they launch something big. Right. And now there's also a different aspect of this at the canonical URL level, right? And this is where things could get tricky for people because a lot of people um, misuse the canonical tag in a, on a page. And if you're misusing it, it could cause a lot of um, data data issues for you as far as things will change all of a sudden and you won't know why unless you're following this. Um, so a lot of people will canonicalize a URL to itself which is fine. Um, and, but a lot of people will also then canonical pages. They just don't want them indexed. They'd rather have um, another page indexed. A good example of that is pagination. Some people will use canonical to, to fix a pagination issue instead of rel equals prev next, which is the right way to fix pagination. Um, and if you're new to all this stuff, a lot of things <laughs> I just said don't make any sense at all to you. And I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> But but there's the, the the at the page level it's going to cause problems and I just actually had a conversation on Facebook on one of the groups I'm in there explaining to people because they were asking about canonical URLs and when to use them and when not to use them um, 
if, if you're not aware, Google assigns a canonical URL to every single URL, whether you put one in there or not, they give it a canonical URL. And you can actually go and search console and use the new URL inspection tool, and it'll tell you which, which URL it, it's using as a canonical URL. And it's good to check um, if you're having issues to go in there and look and see what's the canonical URL. Because sometimes they don't pick the one. Even if you put it in the header tag and say, I want the canonical to be this, they might say, eh, no, I don't think so. We're going to use this one instead. You can see that inside that URL inspection tool. So that canonical URL in that inspection tool is the one that all of that data is going to be compiled and consolidated to. Right. So, so listeners uh, that are really new to all this uh, should know that when we say URL, we mean page, essentially the address of a page, uh, which is a URL, Uniform Resource Locator. (laughs) Um, So URL. Um, Or or if you're real old school, URL. (laughs) We use URL all the time. At least I do. (laughs) Um, Okay. So when, so you're not really applying a canonical, you're, you're, it's, it's kind of hard to explain here, but essentially Google's just going and saying, okay, this is your address, the, the URL, the page. And they're saying, okay, this is the one that we are going to accept as the main URL. Now, how can there be other ones? There can be different ways a, a URL is shown. There can be ones without the triple W and there's different ways this can be done, but um, a non HTTPS. A uh, variety of different parameters. Yeah. And there can be AMP versions. Uh, so the accelerated mobile pages, uh, that those are meant specifically for uh, mobile devices. They're much lighter, faster to load. Well, there's versions of URLs like that. So what Google will do is they will say, this is the canonical. Boom, that's it. And they choose it if you don't specify it. And even if you specify it, it's considered a suggestion. Yeah. And another, another way they'll do that is duplicate content. If you have five pages on your site that all have exactly the same thing, odds are that one of those will get picked as the canonical and Google will assign that as the canonical to the other four as well. Now, why is this important? I guess is one thing we should, we should sort of highlight. And, and I guess from a, uh, again, from a, this is a good episode because I think we can really dig into some of the real one-on-one issues and, and, and some of the, the people who are just jumping into this. And one of the, the main issue is um, as before they had canonicals, you could have authority. So this is people or domain authority, page authority spread across. So in this case, page authority spread across different versions of the same content, just because the URL was different. Then they, they, they provided a canonical option. And this was where you could specify, no, this is the page. So it allowed you to consolidate all of that authority to one URL. Okay, so uh, that is why it's important to know what the, the, the canonical is that Google is seeing. You don't have to do it for every page. If you're having any issues with rankings, it's, it's a safe test to go and find out what they're looking at. If it looks like something is off, do some more digging or consult an SEO. Mm-hmm, for sure. But I guess that the main point here is if you're used to looking at Google Search Console and seeing data um, at certain levels, when this happens, there's a chance that your data is going to shift. So they, there's some good examples of what the data looks like. So AMP. AMP is not going to be you know, almost near. If you have AMP pages right now, they get a certain percentage of your page views and a certain percentage of your impressions um, in Search Console. 
AMP will not be a canonical URL, according to, to the, the report that we read over on Search Engine Journal, Barry said. So those are all going to drop to zero and be incorporated into what the real page is that the AMP is reproducing, right? Yeah, so, which is really cool because you're going to be able to look at stats and see the overall traffic to this content. Yes, but you still will be able to filter down if you do want to see just the mm -hmm. AMP. There, there, there will be filters in place where you can go in and say, I just show me the AMP and it'll show you. But the overall data is going to be consolidated. Yeah, it would be a mistake to lose that ability because people often want to troubleshoot specific aspects of their site. And in, in this case, accelerated mobile pages, AMP, is, it's important that that's working properly, especially for news properties, any company that has a yeah. lot of that kind of content. So, so if you're doing impression reporting at a search console, for example, and you're giving a, a, a data item as AMP impressions, well, you might see it disappear um, in your actual search console overall reports and just freak out, but don't. It's going to take you a little bit more time to pull that data out for your reporting unless they include that in as a separate line in uh, um, the APIs. I'm not sure if they do or not, but uh, it's still there, but it's going to be a little harder to get to at this point when it changes. Yeah. And this is, this is part of what, like at Stepforth, we do a lot of SEO audits. We're trying to determine what might be going wrong with a website, why it's may not be functioning as well as it could in, in, in search rankings, maybe whatever it might be. There's a lot of different reasons we do them, but this kind of, uh, um, metrics, these kind of metrics, this kind of uh, granularity is awesome. And, uh, I really appreciate it. Every time they try and improve the search console, I would say that being, have they really had many failures? I don't think they have. This is one of the few things they've kept improving and doing a really good job of. Um, Other than the name. <laughs> yeah, they should have left the name the same. Other than that. <laughs> Old joke. Pardon on newbies. Yes. <laughs> used to be called Webmaster Tools. And, and this old school guy still like calling it Webmaster Tools and we get teased. <laughs> I, I just had to embrace it. I didn't want more confusion. <laughs> but, yes, I know. Okay, well, let's move on here. In fact, it's still uh, Search Console a bit here. Um, the next uh, topic is uh, Google Search Console metric drops for Google My Business uh, UTM mess usages. No, so here we go, and again, here's another convoluted. Yeah, <sighs> long titles, lots of information just in the title. <laughs> yeah, and UTM is it Uniform Tag Manager? Um, UTM is, I'm not sure what it stands for actually. Because it, it, it was UTM codes around long before Tag Manager was. Um, but basically, it's a parameter that you, I think it started with Omni, Omniture, started using it first many, many, many years ago. Um, but it basically, it's UTM is the source of where a link comes from in most cases. It's like, where did this, if, if you look in your analytics, you can filter by UTMs and it'll tell you where something came from because you can assign a code, a UTM code to a specific like AdWords or, or Bing ads or Facebook ads, or in this case, Google My Business links. Right, it'll tell you where it comes from within your analytics. I love it. I, I had to look up the slang, and, and, and there's some good ones. But my favorite one here is "You the man." <laughs> <laughs> that is, well, thank you, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, UTM man. UTM. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you find the real? The real? Yes, I did. I found okay. it. It was originally an urchin thing back in 2005. Oh, urchin. So it was urchin tracking module. 
Urchin actually became Google Analytics. Google bought True. Urchin and turned it into Google Analytics. So I was wrong on the amateur thing. Urchin, oh man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, wow. I think Clicky uses that. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, I know Analytics was bought. It, it took it over. Yeah. But I swear there was another term for it. You know how there's always some sort of a derivation of it. And I thought it was uniform. So anyway. Tracking mechanism. Yeah, something like that, which makes yeah. more sense, frankly. Yeah. Because it's not really a module anymore from a, a, an SEO's perspective. What it is is the ability to add code to a URL so you can track specific data in Google Analytics. It, it gets mm -hmm. translated into Google Analytics and, and portioned it's, out. It, it's, it's really has become universal, though, because you see that not just in Google Analytics, lots of different um, mm -hmm. you know, analytics platforms other than Google Analytics use UTM as well. <laughs> Anywho, did we but cover so what's all happening, that? I got kind of distracted there. Yeah, yeah. So what's happening is in, in Google My Business, you can actually add a UTM code to the links. So if someone is, is sees your Maps profile and clicks on the link to go to your website, you can actually track that it came from Google My Business. Um, and apparently, inside of Search Console, that the, the metrics for those the, those links and those click throughs have taken a steep dive recently over the past few weeks. And um, according to the research, I think Glenn Gabe did some, um, Barry's done some, that the data is, it's not impacting your rankings. It's not impacting how your site's performing in maps. It seems to be just a, a data problem as far as, you know, the presentation. So you're probably still getting the clicks you used to get. It's just not recording them or displaying them properly anymore. Um, I don't think it's fixed as of this point, um, but I'm sure that they're working hard to fix it and it should be addressed soon. So if you're seeing a big drop in your uh, Google My Business UTM click-throughs, it's probably just this this bug. It's, it's not that you're losing rankings or you've dropped rankings and people aren't clicking through. It's just that there's a bug in the, their system. Yeah, actually, I thought I put something in here in our notes on that. Uh, I didn't know it was about the UTM thing. But anyway, apparently Google Search Console, was it Search Console? Ah, I'm getting all confused. But I believe it was they had, no, it was Google PageSpeed. We'll get to that. Sorry. <laughs> next that next that we're gonna get to it <laughs> search console things on one show i, I know i'm getting my, my, my arms crossed here all right so back to that a bit um in terms of wires crossed you know it's one of these things that i swear we probably we must have talked about it at the time but we're always joking about how google says don't be evil don't be evil don't be evil and, and they do well, things explain, explain what don't be evil is for the new people well i'm getting there getting there all right all right all right speed it up <laughs> so don't be evil was uh, part of their actual mandate they put this in their mission statement of sorts and uh, their code of conduct since the beginning uh, this is google's don't be evil. And it was everywhere. I mean, they put it on everything and people just embraced it. So that, that was pretty cool for a tech company to do that. Then of course they went public and they all went to shit. So <laughs> <laughs> they have not been, they've been evil. I, I mean, look at them trying to get business in, in China and censoring their results. As far as I was concerned, that was going over overboard. Mm -hmm. Um, and now they're doing that in Russia and, and they're also, there's a number of things. So you, you could have a long discussion with people about what this is and it'd be a debate in some ways because there are different sides of the story. That said, what I thought was kind of funny is I ran into this article and back in just last year, so fair enough, it wasn't super long ago, but on, in May, 
Google removed the don't be evil clause from its code of conduct. And I just love that. It's official. Like, it's like, you know what? Let's just remove this. <laughs> well, see, I don't think it means that they are evil now. I just think it means that they can be if they want to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're now the, we're now the law as far as everyone yeah. else is concerned. So yeah, let's not have this in here. I don't want to be called a liar. Um, so I'll read a little bit of the original don't be evil code of conduct statement. Don't be evil. Googlers generally apply these words to how we serve our users, but don't be evil is much more than that. Yes, it's about providing our users unbiased access to information, focusing on their needs and giving them the best products and services that we can. But it's also about doing the right thing more generally, following the law, acting honorably and treating coworkers with courtesy and respect, unquote. It goes on and on and on. So they removed all that stuff? Yeah. So here, I'll read the new bit. It's much smaller. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was actually just one paragraph, three of big ones. But anyway, this new one says, the Google Code of Conduct is one of the ways we put Google's values into practice. It's built around the recognition that everything we do in connection with our work at Google will be and should be measured against the highest possible standards of ethical business conduct. We set the bar that high for practical as well as aspirational reasons. Our commitment to the highest standards help us hire great people, build great products, and attract loyal users. Loyal users, Respect for our users, for the opportunity, and for each other are foundational to our success and are something we need to support every day. Unquote. That's a little lacking. <laughs> it's, it's much more uh, generic, so they can interpret it however they want. Yeah. Anywho, it's a bit disappointing. Not a surprise, but disappointing to see that. Um, I, I would have thought uh, at the time I would have been all over this, but I, I just missed it, I guess. Anywho. So speaking of evil, let's talk about domain authority. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll get right. into that. <laughs> we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Evil. <laughs> okay. So have you heard about the new thing going over on at Moz? They're, they're, they're talking about how they're about to relaunch and rejigger and just change domain authority. And it's going to be much better than it was. And it's going to, they're going to, they're going to somehow make, make it so people who are selling links can't use it. Or I'm, I'm not really sure. Cause I don't pay too much attention to domain authority because it's something that I've never really thought was very worthwhile. But it was interesting that uh, Barry did a Barry did a poll over at SEO Roundtable about did do you think domain authority is helpful or hurtful to the industry, and I was I was actually quite impressed that it was closer to a fifty fifty split than I thought it would be. Right, I thought people would be oh I love it it's great, but actually a good section of our industry doesn't like domain authority, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. I also don't pay a lot of attention to it unless I'm doing some detailed research and I'm trying to compare uh, competitors. Um, I always take all these metrics. I take way too many metrics, <laughs> but I, 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 I blend them all kind of and try and create some kind of a, a picture. So it's certainly by no means the number one thing I look at, but well, I, I, I do appreciate having another metric to look at and consider. Um, now this, this update is coming out March 5th. Um, it's, it is their, yeah, it's Moz way to estimate how valuable a certain domain is. Um, yeah. In how terms authoritative of authoritative it is. Yeah. Um, how well it might rank that kind of thing. Right. I don't know. I, I think well, it's, I think it's really cool. They did it. I, I've, I, who wouldn't do that? If you had a business like Moz, you try and create something like that too. You're always trying to build something better. Right. And I like the fact that they're trying to do that. The new one is supposed to take this into account plus um, uh, weeding out paid and spammy links uh, that are used to game well, it. So. Well, here's the problem that I have with it. Way too many people in the industry, especially newer people in the industry that weren't around before DA was around, think that it's directly connected to Google's algorithms. That it's Meh. that it has a, that there's somehow there's some kind of direct connection between what a domain authority is and how Google sees a site, and that's absolutely not the case. Google has no no connection to DA. It has no Moz. Um, is not the only one that does this too. Majestic has things that that, that it does. There's other 
there's other companies that do these things where they crawl the internet to do the backlink indexing and all that kind of stuff on their own. They come up with their own metrics. Um, d- domain authorities, one from Moz. Um, what is the majestic one? It's a uh, trust flow. Um, and they have, they have different ones. They have two of them over there, but one of them is trust flow. They, they come up with these things on their own to kind of assign numbers to stuff, but they're total arbitrary numbers compared to the actual algorithms. Yes, I agree with you, Ross. If you want to look at domain authority and compare two sites to get an idea of how they compare against each other, that's fine. But it still has nothing to do with how Google sees those two sites. No. Right? So I think it's really important for us, especially the new people in the industry, to realize that it's a helpful analysis tool, but it has zero connection to how Google sees the site. Because because Moz goes out and crawls the internet, Majestic crawls the HREF crawls the internet. They all crawl them to, to, to get all this link data, but it's not the same data set that Google uses. So it's yeah. going to be different. One of the things that Barry says here, he goes, Barry, yeah, says, uh, he says, I see way too often, I, I, I way too often see novice SEOs focused on the Moz DA score, asking even Google representatives how they can improve their DA score on their website. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, and it's it's the Moz Kool Aid too. Yeah. Frankly, I mean, you get on Moz and you're in. I think I think the Moz Kool Aid has gotten a lot thinner since Rand left, actually. Yeah, and uh, yes and no. I mean, I know a lot of people that still use it, and they still like it's still vastly, I would say, the most popular tool out there for for newbies. Um, it's they do great at educating, so that's yeah. absolutely one of their models is to educate to to have people use their tools and they have a fun yeah. community. I, I can't deny it. I, I'm, I'm not a, um, a huge fan or anything, but I've been to Moz cons in the past and I really enjoyed myself. Uh, the Kool-Aid was strong. <laughs> <laughs> I came I, out feeling like I need to brush my teeth. A lot. Well, I, I will tell you, I voted on Barry's poll and I voted hurtful. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. My own personal opinion. Again, it's, it's just like, no, I won't hit that hot button topic. But it's 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 like if you have a weapon, I'll put it that way, um, it, that can also be a tool. You know, it's how you use it. And and in this case, um, but don't I, hammer nails yeah, with the butt end of your pistol. Yeah, I wasn't going the gun route. That's why I wanted to put that. You but said it, weapon, so I know. <laughs> I'm not going there anyway. <laughs> so. Um, it is how you use it. I think there's real benefit to having another uh, metric that is further improved. It just, you got to use it with, with savvy. Mm-hmm. So good on them for improving things. I think that's great. They do yeah, have 35 trillion links in their index, which is, you, you might as well leverage that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did, they did an approval on the, uh, um, what was it? The, the, the link crawling graph, the open, open explorer. What was that? What did they used to call it? Um, open site explorer open site explorer and I, I haven't used it since they updated it but the people i've talked to that had said it was a really good update so hopefully the same thing happens with domain authority yeah i hope so too yeah all right yoast live indexing this is a, a question at this stage because we've just heard about it possibly being um, rolled out and we have some questions. So yeah. I want you to just fill them in on what this is about. So Yoast, if you're not familiar, there's the WordPress SEO plugin, Yoast SEO, probably the most popular plugin for all of WordPress at this point. Um, they Yoast, they actually have a convention called YoastCon in Europe. It just 
and it might even still be going on, but it's it's happened just recently. <clears throat> and one of the announcements was something called Yoast Live Indexing. That's going to happen through I don't know if it's through a plugin, through a separate plugin. I'm not sure yet because it's still kind of fuzzy. Um, but they're, what they're saying is for both Bing and Google, they're going to have direct connections. Um, Bing's is through the webmasters their webmaster central um there's they haven't got google 100 figured out yet but they're assuming it's going to require a search console account but the, the idea is that when you add a new page of content or update a page of contents that content gets indexed you know almost instantly they're, they're saying really 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 quickly um I'm not, I'm not talking about like within the next couple of days i'm talking within the next hour or so right so It'll be interesting to see how this is evolving. It'll be something to watch. There now, there is already something built into WordPress where you can ping different different things, different places. Um, Google and Bing both being one of those where you ping it and tell it, "Hey, we just added new content," and those pings usually will have the the engines or whoever you pinged come back and, and look at that content pretty quickly, not within an hour or so, but really pretty quickly. So, it'll, I'm not sure how this differs from that just something to watch. Yeah. And, and uh, dollars to donuts that I don't know how long it'll take. There's going to be so much hullabaloo about this that I will, wouldn't doubt that uh, good old John Mueller kicks in saying this does not have any impact on rankings, obviously. Um, sure. And it, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. But people will jump to that conclusion and mm -hmm. Yoast will probably be happy with that. I would be. <laughs> if it's a conclusion, yeah. you're not saying it. <laughs> people sure. will jump um but also that you know it's questionable how much benefit there is so did you hear that yoast left yoast well he's still kind of a figurehead but he's not running it anymore he actually moved to automatic the people that built wordpress in the first place yokes is actually an executive at automatic now why not i mean he's loaded yeah, by now he should be <laughs> yeah he's done a very good job the guy never stops working he deserves every penny oh yeah he, a lot he, of appreciation for his work uh don't always see it eye to eye and what he does but i've you know pretty amazing dude yeah for sure um anywho everyone knows yoast these days and uh, that that alone says a lot so good for him and yeah. hopefully they can roll this out and make it a benefit somehow and really like i think we both agree there's questionable how much benefit there is but yeah or how it'll actually work yeah exactly <laughs> Because think about this, if, if Yoast now has the ability to live index pages, how many other companies are going to want that capability that, that Bing and Google have to explain why they either can't have or facilitate it for them? It's, gonna, it's opening a can of worms for sure. It, I, yeah, and, and just for that reason alone, it makes me wonder if there was, if they're just, they just found some way to access that and use it versus getting any kind of well, apparently a representative from Bing was at YoastCon live huh? talking about the integration. So, well, Bing, Bing can yeah. use all the press they can get. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> I feel sorry for you guys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> next up, a new Google user agent named Google Speaker. I had missed this. What's this all about? So apparently people are reporting in their log files of their analytics seeing a new user agent from Google called Google Speaker. 
Google has not commented on it yet, but of course you can assume there's all kinds of speculation about it being tied to personal assistance and voice mm-hmm. search and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you happen to see it, it's not fake. It's it, Well, we don't know if fake. it's fake or not because Google hasn't commented, but people are um, pretty sure it is Google because um, the IP address is being used tied behind it. Uh, so it's something to keep an eye on. Hopefully we'll get some actual word from Google about it in the near future. Um, but if you have some kind of a robots.txt file that controls bot access, you want to might you might want to make sure that this one's added in and make sure it gets access to your content um, if you're being that tightly controlling the bots on your site because um, you don't want to miss out on if it is something tied to voice search or you know the, the home assistance that kind of stuff you don't want to be left out i'm actually trying to find anything about that and nothing's coming up online which is really weird so yeah. google hyphen speaker with s-p-e-a-k-r eh? yep. huh. must be very cutting edge good old barry because i don't see anything yeah well barry like lives on the forums anybody who talks about anything yeah. he's there so <laughs> That's great. We need someone to do that. So thanks, Barry. Yeah, for sure. I think he has an IV from, from all the forums directly oh. his brain. Oh, here we go. Danny Sullivan cleared it up. Oh, did he? Awesome. That's a user agent used when Google Go fetches a page to make sure it has the most up-to-date information before it translates it, translates it to read aloud. We'll see about adding documentation. More info here. And he links to blog.google.com. Or no, just blog.google. And... Uh, more info. So there you go. Awesome. Very cool. So it's confirmed. It's definitely a real Google thing. For those to, those of you who haven't kept up in the industry, it was last year sometime, Danny Sullivan actually started working for Google after he left uh, all the his industry. Work. The industry as a whole, pretty much he went to Google. So I don't know if he's becoming the next Matt Cuts or not, but he's definitely a good source of information. I have. I would love to see what he sees. Oh, yeah. Man. But... I just love this. Someone said, uh, asked the question, at John Mew, if your site is not getting crawled by Google Speaker, does that mean it's not speaker friendly? <laughs> and John's just answer, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Love you, John. <laughs> uh, okay. Next is the Mueller files, but let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm 
WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, Link Cruft. I love that That's word. The, the word of the day, Cruft. Cruft. <laughs> this is John Mueller flexing his English muscles. This is good. Um, we appreciate that. So let's see here. I'm going to try and bring it up again so I can read this off. Um, what is Concept. They're saying that Google, John's saying Google is good at ignoring linked cruft. So, to, so do you have that in front of you? What, what's the description of link cruft? Oh, basically old, spammy, and irrelevant links accrued by the site over the years. So, just spammy, irrelevant. I guess irrelevant links could be something like ten years ago, you got a link from a site that's no longer in existence. Well, right? like for I, I think a good example is that eons ago. Um, uh, Jim Hedger was interviewed by the BBC f on, f as a Stepforth employee. So we had a lot of press from that um, links and stuff. That's eons old. That's like 2002. So if any links like that still exist, I'm sure that it would be considered just old. So you're saying when your kids are 16, you can call them eons old? <laughs> <laughs> in the internet industry, what would that be in human life spans? Yeah, okay, all right. In, in, in internet, in internet time, you're right. It's eons. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's it's a good good thing. It was the question was I checked our inbound links and found there to be lots of spammy links, which I added to our disavow file. I wonder how important it is for ranking to keep on top of this. I heard Google ignores them anyway. Uh, so in John's answer was, so in general, you don't need to keep on top of this. It's something where, per, where pretty much any website, if you look at, oh, geez, here, here we go again. Uh, what we said, <laughs> basically old spammy and irrelevant links accrued by the site over the years uh, are generally ignored or you don't really need to worry about them. <laughs> oh, John. Okay. <laughs> Next up. Um, Development test sites. Okay, I didn't see this either. So tell me. Tell me yeah, so, so there was an interesting thing. Somebody asked if they can add their development or test site to Google Search Console. And John basically said, yes, you can, but don't 
you still want to make sure your sites, those test sites don't get indexed. So there's some tools that could be helpful um, to look at a site before it launches. Um, but you, you still want to, you want to ensure that test development site is not indexed. Um, I, I don't have the exact quote you said in front of me if, if you do, but the idea is that um, while you can add those test sites and there's a couple tools that might help you inside a search console before you launch a site, in my opinion, it's super risky to do that because you do not want that test or development site in Google's index. And there's just so many things that could go wrong if you connect those things to Search Console that it's, unless you're really, really good and a real, you understand everything that Search Console does um, and how it works, it's, it's a risk. And I, it's not a risk I would personally take for a client. I, I, I see a pointless uh, risk. Yeah, pointless yeah. risk. Uh, if if there's some legitimate reason you can think of that you can only use Google Search Console for, I, I guess you could do it. I, I just I can't really see why you wouldn't be able to do that with a great crawler. Now, like now, wait, now, now here's a good here's a good use of this. If your site is your destined development site did get indexed, then add it to a Search Console so you can de-index it. It's really easy yes. to de-index something in Search Console, so that would be a good reason to to add your test or development site to Search Console. You know, I've, I've de-indexed pages. I'm thinking of de You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. index the whole site you can de you can de-index directories as long as a page comes back as a 404 or a redirect um, you can de-index it but you can't like on mass de-index a site you can do it at the directory level so i don't yeah. know why Just, you can do I guess it at so. the root yeah. directory level true. Yeah. True, true the things we haven't needed to do thank god <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this this is this was pretty cool to see. Google's John Mueller can send personalized messages through Google Search Console. There's an example, a screenshot of John Mueller reaching out to someone and talking to them through the Search Console. And John and I, that's Carcut and I, feel left out. I know. I want a personal message from John yeah. Mueller. John, please say yeah. hi. Send me a message, John. Just say hi. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing scary. Yeah, <laughs> please. Oh, what, what was the one comment somebody had in that post? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Let me go to it here. Yeah, that uh, was a great comment. Yeah. Uh, Dear Webmaster, you are doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Google. someone not having to change their pants after getting that message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah generally a direct message from Google Search Console is not good news, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anywho. Nice. Now, this was another a good bit here. We're going to start wrapping this up here. But um, Google PageSpeed Insight score can change regardless of changes to a site. No doubt. Uh, that wasn't the word I was going to use. But um, it's like <laughs> you, <laughs> if you use uh, Google PageSpeed Insights, you will see, oh, you could just refresh it and you'll see a new, a new um, metric each time. Um, it's a bit of a mess that way. Uh, and, and, but the point here is, and they, and they make it, uh, John Mueller brings this up, is that it's not really meant to be something that 
Um, you, here, I'm going to use this quote if I can here. Um, oh, Ross trying to read again. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, where is it? Where is this quote? Generally speaking, these scores can change over time, even without changes on your site. They're not physical measurements. Use these tools to find ways to improve your site for users. Don't see them as the final goal. Mm-hmm. It's important there. Don't see them as final. And it's very true. We've had to just to do that anyway, because we're going crazy every time we look at the damn thing. It would change dramatically. Now, on Are you top still of this, using PageSpeed Insight on a regular basis? Uh, because we get clients asking us about it. Yes. Um, okay. We have to look at it. And, you know. But one thing that is very important here on the, uh, the beginning of February, um, up to the 4th of February, if you were looking at those scores, there was a bug and what you reported was, were, were reported were incorrect. It, quite significantly incorrect, apparently. Uh, a much lower score was being delivered. Um, won't get into how it's more SEO 500, but uh, it, it is... <laughs> 500. <laughs> I don't know. Threw it out there. Um, so anyways, if you haven't checked since, you should go back and check it again if you care and you will see a more accurate score. Now, the other thing that's important is because PageSpeed Insights now utilizes Lighthouse and a newer version, 4.1, um, and this is a quote here. I'm not sure where it comes from, but desktop scoring has been recalibrated to stay on par with the fast moving world of desktop browsing based on the most current data on global page speeds. You should expect desktop scores to be lower now than they had been. Unquote. That's really important. I find that a little frustrating when we get, because again, Google being Google, there's a lot of authority there. So we have clients go and check their website. They're like, whoa, what, what happened? What did you do to our site? Why did it drop? You know, because we design websites now. Um, that's important. We don't want them to come back and say that. So if you're designing websites, make sure to take a screenshot <laughs> of what it was when you gave it to them so that you can prove that it's just, it's a sliding scale. Things are changing all the time. Well, the other thing is use a different tool. I know they want to see page speeds insights. I, I, I use GT metrics. Me. That's probably my favorite one right Me now. Too. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you do it, if you do a baseline measurement using GT metrics and then I say, why has changed run another GT metrics and compare them. And they're probably going to be pretty similar. And you can say, you know, here's, here's a, and when you look at the two reports, you can see that GT metrics is much more comprehensive than PageSpeed's insights and the client will go, oh, okay, I see. The other one is uh, webpagetest.org. It's pretty decent too. Yeah, that one's good too. Yeah. Um, and they'll all deliver, I mean, slightly different scores because they all have different ways of looking at them. So mm-hmm. don't pull your hair out. It's going to be different in each one. But a, a properly trained developer can certainly see it and understand it. Yeah. Um, one that is... I shouldn't say just properly trained because a lot of there's a lot to development too. And I have dealt with developers who really don't seem to have a good grasp of how to manipulate these, this data. Um, so you might have find had to find a specialist at times. I know, uh, I'm not sure if he's a developer, but doc Sheldon does this quite often. So if you need a connection there, I know docs great. So check him out as well as us. I'm certainly, we can help as well, but <laughs> doc's a good guy. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's jump right to the questions here so we can tie things up here. Um, This is a question from Jacqueline Drew. I've been listening to your podcast on and off for years, and I love it. Woohoo! My firm has been using SEMrush for a long time. 
many instances have shown the data to be far off what Google Analytics is saying. Do you have any other tools you recommend for tracking rankings of competitors? Uh, great question, Jacqueline. John and I were actually just booting this around and by chance before I even read that. Um, I, where, where would you start, John? We got a few well, written well, down. Well, she's talking about Google Analytics specifically, um, mm-hmm. you know, tied True. to the, which is traffic data within SEMrush. One, uh, one tool that came out recently, uh, probably within the last six months, is something called Nacho Analytics kind of a play on not your analytics, but it's Nacho Analytics. And it claims to be able to look at traffic data for any competitor. Now, I personally haven't logged in and used it. Um, people have said it's pretty decent. Pretty, some people have said they're not sure about the, the methodologies. So there's questions, but it would be something I'd look at for sure, just because it's new. Um, it could either be great or just a piece of trash. I don't know. Isn't um, that Spifu's? company uh, i think it's the same folks as spyfu yeah yeah um, based, i do know they're based out of phoenix hmm. i've i saw it too and i <clears throat> you know i just take all up with a grain of salt uh, there's only so much they can get but um and you know what jacqueline so the, the bad part is that that my company got beta access to it to, to check it out because uh some of the people are close because it's in Phoenix and we're in Phoenix. I just never had the time to do it myself. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. You should do it and let us know. But um, I, would, I would actually like to try it out and see how it compares to what actual data we have. But you know what? I, I used to think about that a lot. And I, I, the way I respond to clients when they ask about that is that it's not so much that it needs to be 100% accurate as it just needs to be... Um, different from the other competitors you're now analyzing. So it's, it's just like that domain authority. It, it's just another piece of data. You, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's a comparison yeah. metric. And, and I mean, that's the same thing for the SAM rush data too, right? Because hmm? she was talking about SAM rush is yes. inconsistent from Google Analytics. They're not going to get access to your Google Analytics, so it's not going to be exactly the same. You, you, I think you need to try these tools. If that's what you're looking for, something that's as close to your analytics as possible, that's how you evaluate the tools. If you're looking at them for um, how, do, how does my site compare to my competitor sites, you look at the different metrics they show you. Yeah. And accuracy of rankings, another thing. SEMrush is great for that. I yeah. use it all the time in my sales calls. I love it the bits because mm-hmm. I can say to a client, okay, looking at this, I can see that back in uh, 2017, you had a huge spike, but everything went down from there. What were you doing then? And they're sometimes shocked. They're like, wow, I have no idea you could see that. And mm-hmm. yeah, and that's thanks to these tools. Oh, I'll tell you um, what, SEMrush's new keyword magic tool that's in beta right now is killer if you haven't been playing with it. It's pretty great. Yeah, I, I've, I've, huh, in beta. No, I haven't seen that. I've, right. I've been using the one, uh, the standard one. Uh, I know they've got a one that is, um, you can enable, which is currently the new one. Is that what you mean by beta? They, they, it's actually in the navigation, it's marked beta. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. So it's not a closed beta or anything. No, okay. no, it's not, not a closed beta. It's, it's actually in the tool. You can use it, but they're just mm-hmm. testing it out. Yeah, I but think let's, let's, let's go back to, to Jacqueline's question, though. For we, I think yeah. we addressed quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are some other tools she could look at to, to, to evaluate? That we we did uh, Nacho Analytics. Um, what else do you got? Well, SerpStat uh, is one I just used yesterday, actually, because I found its uh, ability to um, filter specific results for a competitor based on uh, the type of. I'm losing my word here. Uh, 
search feature, such as whether or not the uh, ranking appeared in search snippets, uh, knowledge panels, that kind of thing. It was pretty good. I was impressed by it. Other ones can do it. Uh, I just haven't seen one do it this way. I kind of liked it. It seems to gel with me. Um, I haven't done a lot of research on it or seen how good the metrics appear to be, but I'm fairly impressed and the price isn't too bad. Um, the other one, of course, I use SEM Rush and I also use SpyFu. They all have their strengths. I use SEM Rush for rankings, um, again, from the sales calls or just even to talking to clients and doing research. SpyFu is great for pay per click data. Um, it also has greatly enhanced its game for organic. I can't say I've really pushed it on that, but uh, it, it is quite a bit improved. And you mentioned one today I haven't even heard of, which is kind of yeah, weird. There, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a plugin for Chrome called Keywords Anywhere. And if you are if you're any have anything to do with um, organic search or search marketing at all, you want to get Keywords Anywhere because it, it'll actually- Yeah, I've heard of that one. It'll give you keyword data right in your browser as you're searching through Google. It'll add stuff to, to, to it's, it's great. They used to have this tool within Keywords Anywhere where you could you could do a bulk lookup. So you, you go to the button, you click bulk lookup, and you just paste in a thousand keywords and hit the button, and it'll give you all this data on these keywords right there in your browser window. They, they, they discontinued the bulk lookup, and they turned it into a service called Keyword Keg. And it's actually much more robust than the actual bulk lookup tool that used to be in Keywords Anywhere. So Keyword Keg is a new service from the same people that did Keywords Anywhere. And you basically go in, you get a subscription and you can, I did 30,000 keyword lookup and it just took me a few minutes to get all the data. It's, it's amazingly fast. It gives you a good amount of data. It does the same things you were talking about with search data. It'll give you different um, features in the SERP results. It'll tell you whether there's videos or images or answer box or um, people also ask. It gives you all that kind of stuff. And it tells you for this search term, you get these. And for this search term, you get these. So that's a great tool. Um, plus all the, the standard data you get as far as volume and paper pay-per-click costs and all that stuff so i like that one as well cool um uh, so keyword keg yeah yep all right keywordkeg.com there we go we should be getting some money off this damn it <laughs> you guys should be sponsoring our show that's what you should be doing yeah. we should try to we, we actually get them on there Same yeah spot. we should it would be interesting actually we should uh, do a a few shows and talk about each of the tools. Uh, our poor listeners are probably like, yeah, they talk about doing this stuff. They never do it. Maybe we'll watch you do this one. Hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> with that said, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 podcast on Google. And yes, time is running out on that. We do already have a Facebook page set up. We just got to get it out to you. So just a little input there. Um, have a great week. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now enjoy a large iced coffee for just 2 bucks and a breakfast sandwich to make a meal. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 